What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Varel Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with Ryan the Temp. Not a goddamn temp. <laughs> just Leo from an undisclosed location. It's just me from an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> and making her return, her triumphant return, Jenny the Cat Lady is back. Hey, guys. Hey, Jenny. The catless cat lady. And technically, I did make an appearance last week in the episode. If for anyone that was listening, I did a nice little coronavirus PSA. And speaking of that pandemic, we're back again for your quarantine needs, bringing you one of the funnest topics I think we've ever done on here. Guilty pleasures. A few years ago, we actually covered this right when the podcast first started, but Ryan wasn't on and Leo wasn't on, and I don't even think, I'm not even sure if Jen was on that episode, but I feel like it's appropriate, perfect time to bring that back so we can break down our favorite awful, awful, awful movies and what we loved about those awful, awful, awful movies. Right? I expect your entire filmography that you've ever watched to be Oh, pretty much. I just went through my DVD collection. (laughs) See, but you say awful, but none of these movies are awful to me. Oh, these are all awful. of these movies. They're awful are to me. Great. Yeah, my list might be uh, awful to you, but to me, no, I'm talking these about are my, American treasures. No, to me, my list is awful. I, these movies are just not good. They're just extremely entertaining, and I have a very, very strong love for them. But before we get to that, let's get into the news. First bit of news that broke. Um, I'm. This is strictly, strictly rumor, but. Disney is in talks to release Black Widow and Mulan on digital and Disney Plus. Oh. So it was uh, Grace Randolph on Twitter mentioned that she had heard rumblings. It's very early talks, but it is a strong consideration that they made moves to just stream both of those movies. The reason for it, uh, someone asked on, on Twitter, why would Disney do that? Disney needs money. And if the number one studio in probably the entire film industry needs money, it just shows the state that the industry is actually in right now. So I'm, I mean, no word as of yet. This is very, very early rumors. If they do do it, I can see this happening mid May and early June, depending on where we're at. I think they probably will give it a few more weeks to see where we are at. If things are getting better, then we'll get it in theaters. If not, I will get it on digital and. Um, Disney Plus. I- initial thoughts. Uh, I um, uh, I'm down for it. I mean, I think they could make the money back with other movies. I think it would be perfectly fine. Um, you have plenty of other Marvel movies down the pike that you can release. Um, and also with the live action Mulan, we have the original. I think we'll be fine with getting that on Disney Plus as well. If they want after everyone's fine. After everything's done, they can try to re release in they can try to release it in theaters. Yeah, I, I 
agree with Ryan on this one completely. Yeah, to be fair, I think like um, when when this whole thing started, everyone was like, "Oh, it'll just be for like one or two weeks," and then like I think the severity and really reality is starting to hit. I think we have to kind of get used to this as like maybe a potentially new norm for maybe another month. And you know what? If that's the case, you have to start planning ahead. And I love I love the forward thinking by, by Disney. And honestly, if they're the ones starting it, the other the other people are probably going to start follow yep. suit. That's exactly that's. Uh, I'm going to get to my point in a second, Jen. So I actually disagree. I do not think that this should go to digital or to Disney Plus yet. And I'm going to say it, and I'm going to pull out the woman card. But interesting that it's both female led films that they're going to be so easy to just like pass this off onto digital or or Disney streaming. Now, the movies that have already released in theaters like Onward, the way, you know, well, let's say for just Disney Onward. Right. I get it. They had to put it on digital. They put they're putting it on Disney Plus this week on April 3rd. I believe it's premiering. Um, Frozen 2 came out early, but that was already out. Like, I totally get that. Like, if it already had a theatrical release and you had some form of a box office, put it on there. So if Mulan did come out or or uh, Black Widow, like, fine, do it then after a few weeks. But before, like, you need to give it a chance. So bring it out. It's going to bring in the money. So you might as well just postpone it. And I get it. You don't want to mess up your film schedule. But I just think it's convenient that the two films that they're thinking of, of, like, just going straight to that are two female-led films. Plus, also the two next movies. That yeah, happen. I was about to it, say it those, is. It happens to be those are the two releases. Then they, I understand that, but they can just they can postpone it back. So here's my here's my hot take on this. I think the theater industry is going to be in trouble for the next few years because of this. I think that a billion dollars will not be easy to attain anymore because it will be a while before when we get back to the norm that everyone's going to be wanting going wanting to go to the theater. So. With that being said, I agree with Ryan and Leo on this. I think they just happen to be the two movies that were up next. I mean, no one cares about Artemis Fowl, and no one really cares about New Mutants anymore. Those, these two are the two movies that were going to make money for Disney at the box office. So if, if this is what it will be done... And they are able to get, I guarantee the streaming price won't be $20. I wouldn't be shocked if they hire it because of the magnitude of these two movies, how much money, especially Mulan. I think Mulan was going to do amazing overseas. So I would be curious to see what actually, like, what are these like video on demand, um, like how much money has actually been made during this quarantine? And I know like we're not going to have those figures yet. And I know that's something that will definitely come out soon, but um, a little later. But, you know, I feel like if people are worried about their jobs and like almost four million people in this country have already filed for unemployment, that people aren't really spending like, yeah, because going to the movies, you're paying those $20 and it's expensive, but you're going there for that whole experience. But in your house, like, I don't know that I could justify on one movie spending $20. Yes, I'd own it, but I I don't know. What if I don't like it? I'm not going to spend $20 on a movie I don't like. You wouldn't own it. It's only a rental. Oh, it's only a rental. So it's. No, I think some of them it's, you can buy for $20. It's only a rental. It's only, it's a, rental only a rental for $20. Yes. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm it's, out. It's still it's still a good deal for people that pay to go to the movie theater. I understand, but like then if that's it, like it's just when I have to think of the priorities of my household and how much money, I feel like it 
it's too much. Well, I think if people could go to the movie theater right now and they know they'd be safe, they'd be going to the movie theater. Now, actually, also, if you have a family of four, you normally spend more than that. So spending $20 for a family of four isn't bad in your house. But so it all depends fair, on your... It's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but to be fair, Jenny, this is also like, instead of not making any money whatsoever, they're making something back, which is a lot to say for any kind of industry right now. Oh, no, they have to. They have to. You absolutely have to sell what you can online. So the fact that we have at least the technology to be able to stream or to be able to do this like video on demand, this pay-per-view is great. It's the only lifeline that they have right now. And I wonder why HBO Max, completely off topic, why HBO Max is not launching early. Yeah. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense. The app has to be ready. I mean, that's the only fathomable reason that I could see why they haven't been launching. When is it set to launch again? In May. Why are they not pushing it a month up? So since you're talking about that, um, I think NBC's network, I think uh, Peacock, was set to launch with the start I believe of the Olympics and they are actually going or what I read, they're going to move forward with launching it despite the fact that the Olympics have been postponed. As they should. They should. I mean, you might as well. Seriously. Um, now from two female led superhero, um, one superhero film and two female led movies to another female superhero film. Wonder Woman has been pushed to August 14th. Because they don't have a streaming service to use, so they will definitely be. I mean, streaming. they have, they do, but they do have DC. Oh, we, we count that as a streaming service, guys? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know people still use that. You That's still ironic. use it barely. They were the first ones. It's ironic, and it's like, no, nope, never mind. You know what their problem is? It's not that it, the content is great. Their layout is the worst out of any of the streaming services. It is awful. No, and their content's getting worse and worse. Oh, is it like, really right? Yeah, like I was on it. I was going to watch uh, all the Superman yesterday, but they only have Superman one on there now. That's terrible. Like, I got it day one, and I can tell you, what is it, right? Like two years old already at this point. Uh, maybe, maybe, a year yeah, or two. over a year for sure. I think I've gone on it maybe six times in the entire. And I mean, it's seven, it's seven, eight bucks, so I don't even see it when it comes out. It's just part of the bills that I pay. So. But it's 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 not a good it's it's very not user friendly. So that's probably one of the main reasons I haven't really gone on it too much. September fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Okay, so came out. so a little bit over coming a year. up on two years. Coming up on yeah. two. They really years. Wonder Woman on that. I bet you people will sign up for it though. Yeah, I guess. But I also think Warner's has a deal with HBO Max. I think for some of their movies. So if it does go there, maybe it'll go there. I don't know. I mean, I, I see it August 14th is a good date. I God willing, we're all back to normal by then that we could get some form of like normalcy in this world. Yeah. So, so it'll be August 14th that Warner Woman releases. But I can guarantee you it's not making a billion dollars anymore. Oh, no. And that sucks because I, I thought that was a surefire billion dollar. Did the first one make a billion? No. Yeah. This one would have. You think so? Would've. Because the first yeah. one caught everyone by surprise. This one did okay. it. This one won't. It's always the sequel. The Even sequel, though it's the sequel? The sequel always does better. Dark Knight made a billion dollars. Batman Begins made like, it's like 600, 700 million. Yeah, but million. Dark Knight had a little more star power, no? I mean, Gal Gadot is pretty big. Yeah, but you think she's bigger than Christian Bale wasn't as big in yeah. 2000, 
eight that he well, is Christian now. Well, Christian Bale was big to Christian Bale fans. Yeah, and but Gal Gadot's big to Gal Gadot fans. But you had Heath Ledger. I don't. And think there was a lot of controversy with that. I guess. No. Okay. I don't know. I I just and look at every single Marvel movie. Yeah, I think even 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 the Tobey Maguire didn't Spider Man three. Spider Man three is the highest grossing of the bunch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Toby. People usually do well. Yeah, so the sequels do do well. If you, if a sequel does poorly, that means your franchise is hot garbage and you need to go somewhere <laughs> with it. Um, all right, so moving on from that, this is uh, for Rye and Leo. This is very sad news. The Flash season six has been delayed. And Yeah, I got confused by that. So the finale, I don't think the finale has been filmed. I think that's what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got that part. So but I would show what you have up until then and then go from there. But from what I find... When I read on, if I read it correctly, um, they're stopping like up until six episodes up to. I think so. So I, I mean, I still watch The Flash. It's and is lot. it that they're tackling those on to the next season? No, it's no. going to be later 2020. Okay. So what I think is that new seasons in September are probably going to get pushed to the sweeps in January. So I don't think we're going to get new seasons from September to hmm. to uh, the end of the year like we usually do. I think it'll be after sweeps in January. But uh, I, I think The Flash is the only DCEU show I still watch. I've officially given up on Batwoman. And I think, Rye, you still watch it, right? I haven't watched it in a while. At this point, I'm going to just binge it when it's all on demand on Netflix. But I still watch Flash and Legends. And I am going to check out Stargirl. And Leo, you, you're still true to the yeah. DC. I'm, uh, I'm up to date on the entire DC TV <laughs> lineup right now. Um, it's I can't blame you for 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 bowing out though. It, that woman's still pretty rough. Um, and yeah, like like Ryan, I'm also um, I definitely want to give Star Girl a shot too. Yeah, I probably will give that a shot and then quit after five episodes. Uh, <laughs> a next bit of news: the Terminator's Michael Biehn joins the cast of The Mandalorian season two. For any nice. for any uh, fan of the original Terminator, that is Kyle Reese who is the father of John Connor. Spoiler alert. You're, 30, you're 36 years too late on that. Um, How I dare li- you? I like the casting. It's it's. Uh, I don't think he's done anything in a really long time, right? I think smaller roles. Smaller roles. So this would be cool to see. And then last bit of news that I have here is the Golden Globe extends eligibility requirements due to the coronavirus. Okay. I was actually talking off the line with uh, you guys, actually, um, about... Elizabeth Moss in the in the Invisible Man, like I think because this, I think a lot of Oscar movies are getting pushed, and I think movies that I thought were gonna come out, like um, I had a Guillermo del Toro movie in my ten for Best Picture. I'm moving that out because they've completely shut down production, so that movie's not gonna be done by the end of this year. So there's a lot of stuff that's probably gonna get moved around. So it wouldn't shock me if Elizabeth Moss, if it's such a doll of movies. That she gets in and in um gets a best actress nomination somewhere. Oh. Yeah. It it she's really good at it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it would be unwarranted. I just figured it she would fall in line with Lupita and Tony Collette, like real strong female horror performances. But um other movies just came out and people forgot about it. So we shall see what happens there with the and with the Golden Globes movie. Moving their el- eligibility requirements. I can see the Oscars doing the same thing too. So we will see what happens with that. So, but before we get to our main category, which is guilty pleasures, 
I did want to ask you guys to pick one film that you want to highlight from your quarantine watch this week. Okay. So I I have I've seen like 30 movies this week, so I I, <laughs> I, I will go last on this. Rye, what do you have? Do you have anything in mind? Um, I have two in mind that I watched just yesterday. Uh, I watched Shawshank Redemption yesterday for, for the, the first, first time in a long time. Did you I cry? Uh, got teary eyed, yeah. Oh man, it broke me. And I watched Kingpin as well. With, Kingpin. Uh, oh yes, the comedy, right? Yeah, with Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson. How is my it's boy pretty... Bill Murray on that? He's typical Bill Murray. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then this time I will say he plays a great heel. So he's supposed to play the douchey guy in this one. And he does it p- perfectly. Awesome. What about you, Leo? You got anything? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been sticking mainly to uh, to binge watching TV shows. So I'm currently on uh, I'm rewatching season two of uh, of Westworld. But um, in between, I managed to make time for a rewatch of Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Um, and a rewatch of some of the Harry Potter films. Oh, well, uh, well done. Yeah. So, I mean, um, overall, I think the Jojo Rabbit rewatch was probably the, the my favorite one because I only saw it twice once for the show and then the second time i did it with um stacy was uh, putting her parents onto it yep so um i was watching it again and i just realized that like one like the scarlett johansson scene with the uh, with the soot is still impactful yep mm-hmm. and also just the reveal of her shoes when you notice that she's gone uh when you notice that she got hung by the by the nazis like i realized the build-up to the scene was so expertly done because it's like you don't know it's coming whatsoever. It reminded me of like your description of like the jump scares of horror movies. Yes. Because the scene builds up like it's a normal day, nothing's happening, and then bam, music stops. You see the shoes. It's like wow. It but lets, yeah, no, it, it, it's the most effective thing you can do. It lets your imagination do all the work, and I think that's when a film really works best. Jen. So I'm gonna say so I haven't really watched a lot of TV or movies. Um, so I'm going to say a league of their own because we saw that the other night. Um, and it's always a good movie. It's actually not on my guilty pleasures list, but it maybe should have been an honorable mention because I really, really do like the movie. Um, obviously really strong female cast, female led a league of their their own. own. Oh, I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. It's a really good movie. Yes, but it doesn't mean that. See, I take guilty pleasures. that it doesn't have to be a terrible like no that guilty movie. pleasure is a, a guilty pleasure is a, like to a me twenty seven on Rotten Tomatoes is something that I can watch oh, all no, the time. That's not a guilty. That's pleasure. a guilty pleasure. That's for not me. what I consider guilty pleasure. No, I th- guilty pleasure. I, I think I think me and David might be more aligned. Yeah. A guilty pleasure movie that when you say hey I like this movie you immediately have to con- like follow it up with I know I know I know it's <laughs> like, you, but I like perfect it. example you like Grease two Grease two is terrible but you defend it that's a guilty pleasure that's and that's pleasure. on my list exactly but that's a bad movie that's <laughs> no 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 see that is on that is that is to the opinion that's your opinion I think that's and every, that is I think some that's every, I think that's opinion. everyone's opinion that's not everyone's opinion because there is a Grease 2 fan club out there all right so we'll get we we'll get together to the, we'll get to that when we get when we get to there okay so any other movies you anyway, want to highlight so League of Their Own great right. film guilty pleasure for me because I can watch it over and over again and yes that is how I define it so do you it. think Titanic and is a guilty pleasure because Titanic is I don't think I think it's a little overrated but I think not it's a, for me but I think it's a good movie I, but you saw it seven times. That's not like no, a no, guilty no. pleasure. No, no, no. I saw it five times in the theaters in 1997 because it was Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was, how old was I? Ten. Hello. 
and he was a babe still a babe and so like that is the difference of watching it but that is not that's not something that's not a movie I sit down and I can watch all the time or when I see it's on a streaming network I'm like yes I need to watch Titanic so with that that's not it so with that being said all these lists are going to be batshit crazy and so it should be a good time when we get to there but I did want to highlight three things I watched this week (sighs) I'll save the, the worst for last year so I saw Jim Carrey's best performance in The Truman Show. If you guys have not seen The Truman Show, it is easily, easily his best performance of his career. And you know what it reminds me of? Um, Uncut Gems. And why, <clears throat> when I say that, I mean everyone expected to see Truman Show and probably expect like the the comedy liar, that Jim Carrey, yeah, exactly. Like but what they got was Jim Carrey saying, "I'm gonna take this shit serious now," and he knocks it out of the ballpark. He actually won the Golden Globe back to back years. He won this, and then he won for Man on the Moon. So Truman Show is excellent. It's not long; it's an hour and forty minutes. You'll be in and out real quick. Uh, the other, the other thing I wanted to highlight was actually for the first time since I was a kid, I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice, nice. It's cool. I liked it more than I thought I would. I will say that. It, Are you going to watch Bogus next? Uh, I got to find it. I saw it. It was on the Stars app, so I was able to get the first one. If I can find the second one, I'll definitely give it a shot. And then finally, I saw for this podcast, I wanted to give it a shot and see if I still liked it um, or didn't like it. Howard the Duck. What the crap? Howard the Duck is really bad, <laughs> but it's very funny. It is very funny, guys. No? Am I alone? It is. Wow. I got to give you so much more props than I... Like, wow. Damn, bro. I really did my homework uh, on these guilty pleasure things. I'm like, did, did I... Because re-? I remember liking it as a kid. I really hadn't seen it in a long time. So I was like, let me give this a shot. It, it, it is... It's a movie, all right? It's a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a movie. It's got a beginning and an end, all right? <laughs> And people talk and for people that know how I feel about George Lucas, it is of it is apropos that George Lucas was behind Howard the Duck. It really, really is. So so that brings us to our main topic for today, which is guilty pleasures. Before we get to it, how was this making this list for you guys? Was it easy? Fun. Was it fun? It was difficult. There's so I'm, I I realize I have a terrible taste in movies, <laughs> <laughs> and like I lo- like like Johnny said, I loved each and every one of these movies. But like, yeah, whittling down to like ten and honorable mentions was difficult. What about you, Ray? No, I had a lot of fun. I did do some research. I'm like, how's that guilty pleasure? That's a guilty pleasure? No, no, I'm not like those. Like one person had Ghostbusters. I'm like, no, that's not. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was looking at that. I looked at that list in particular because I think we talked about it on on our group chat. Yeah. Did you see all the other movies on that list? They're all really great movies. Like, I, yeah, I, there was never, a couple on there. I'm like, no way. I'm like, that's probably like someone that would agree with Jenny's take on what a guilty pleasure yeah, is, as opposed I, to. I agree. Like, I think a guilty pleasure is a movie that you can watch over and over and over, no matter what. But uh, whether, like, because not everyone is going to think that's a great movie or that's well, whatever know, it is. Someone doesn't think. Also, there are great, great movies movie. out there that people still don't agree with that are great movies. <laughs> I'm sure there is someone out there that would say. 
say the Godfather sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. they don't know okay. what a good I want movie them is. And David in a room together. Oh, I yeah. would love that person. I think that- he would be like tried for murder because, like, like that's just like so. It really is like a guilty pleasure to me. Is a movie I can watch over and over and over again, and that just has stuck with me throughout the years. So every movie on my list has been a movie that has been with me since I first saw it when I was so, little. So that's why that's Jen's criteria. I'm going to give my little criteria, and I think, Leo, me, you have the same criteria. Yeah. Guilty pleasures for me are movies that you are literally ashamed to say you like. I I am never ashamed. Good. That's why you have your criteria <laughs> and we have ours. So a movie you're ashamed to like, and you are just like, I kind of like Batman and Robin. But you say like really, really low. So you're like, you hope not everyone hears you. So before we get to our list, I'm going to read through some of our readers and some of their choices. So shout out to Chelsea. She said Tucker and Dale versus, versus Evil. I've, Ooh, I, yes. I, That's a good I, I've, one. I've never seen that. So um, Marcus, friend of the show, he has a lot of 80s movies. Also, all four American Pies, not the straight-to-DVD ones, Halloween Resurrection, which made me almost pass out, Alien 3, and Alien Resurrection, both are hot garbage, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake, I almost passed out there, too. Shout-out to Marcus. Um, (laughs) Michelle, Howard the Duck, which we just spoke about. Shout-out to special friend of the show, Casey, Spice World. I know that's on Jenny's Mm -hmm. list. And... The hot take that I'm glad some... It's not on my list, but I'm glad someone mentioned it. Uh, Carlos with Toxic Avenger. Oh, my God. That's such a good movie. It's, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, my God. Ryan, like, the the, the director's from New Jersey, and it is... It, it's just nonsense. It is just nonsense. They made a cartoon about it, The Toxic Crusader, in the 90s. Good memory. So that is their list, and let's hit our list. So I'm going to let Jen go first here, ladies first, and you can do your honorable mentions in 10 through 6. Okay. So my honorable mentions are My Girl, My Girl 2, 13 Going on 30, Simply Irresistible, which is a Sarah Michelle Gellar film. I think it was in 1999. Um, While You Were Sleeping, Practical Magic, little Sandra Bullock there, and A Bronx Tale. See, but it's Bronx Hill is not a guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure to me because it's such. But a it's good... not a guilty. Oh Wait, my god! I have I'm a question. Gonna, I'm going. Yes, guilty pleasure is a movie you can watch multiple times, right? Yes, over and over again. But we all watch movies multiple times. Oh, wait, so what, the... what would what would you say is the difference between your guilty pleasure list and your favorite movies? List? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. I'm just asking. I'm not Stop. trying to get. I'm just trying to get clarification. No, because not not every. I think you not got, I think Leo, film. I think you've done it. I think you've done what I can <laughs> do. But I love these movies too. I don't know. It's just it's not I can watch it. Yes, we watch movies multiple times, David, to your uh but like this is something that I could put on without fault. Like it's just easy for me to put on. But, it's not something that like I'm but like your oh, favorite I need to same? be in the mood for. Like I'm always in the mood for it. So, wouldn't your favorite movies fall into the same criteria? You could put it on whenever. Doesn't I guess matter. that's true. Yes, I guess I guess so. Well, Leo, I th- I, th- I think so... you've done what something sorry, I can never sorry, do. I, I didn't mean to. I really was just I just really wanted to know. 
How dare you apply logic? <laughs> God damn it, pal. Logic. What is that? So go ahead. Keep going. Um, so my number 10 is A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Oh, that, see, that's a guilty pleasure. That movie is garbage. <laughs> that movie is not garbage. It has, like, aliens Just because and you don't like it, David, doesn't mean it's garbage. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. So it's a great movie. Oh. Dolly Parton, Lee Majors. Oh, so um, I've talked about it before on previous episodes. It's also one of my Our favorite Christmas, Christmas, Christmas episodes. Christmas movies. Um, and my favorite scene is oh, and actually they always play it on CMT since you mentioned it, Ryan. It's usually on there. Um, and then my favorite scene is when she sings "I'd Like to Spend Christmas with Santa." You can watch it on YouTube. It's really good. Um, and yes, that is a guilty pleasure because the oh, movie. Yeah. By default, it's a TV movie. It doesn't. It's not great on the theatrics. John Ritter's in it. There's a bunch of uh, Dan Hedaya's in it. So there's. It has a decent cast. It's like witches. Um. No, she's a sorceress. Is one. <laughs> not Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is like the good one. Um. And Jezebel is. I don't know who the actress is, but anyway. So it's a good movie. Number nine is Empire Records. Oh, that's a good movie. That's, so that's a good movie. See, like Empire Records is a guilty pleasure for me, but I don't know that I would define that as a favorite movie. So that's why I feel like, yes, I do have some favorites here that overlap, but not everything is like where I would go. Like if you ask me to do my top two or top three favorites, like obviously not all of this list is going to be on there. Um, so Empire Records, my favorite scene is just when they're getting ready for Rex Manning Day. And um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, number eight is You Got Mail. And so uh, that's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And so, again, not everyone likes it's not it's not a bad movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't define it as it. a bad movie, I've never but seen it, so. it's been it's a third remake of an of an original The Shop Around the Corner. And it's just really, really good. And I just think it's really smart that they brought it into. So anytime they email each other is one of my favorites. Um, my number seven is Some Kind of Wonderful which not that many people know this movie because it's like a it's an it's John Hughes movie and he wrote it exactly with how he um wanted pretty in pink to end so um my favorite part is actually the ending and so the ending when he um realizes that it's not Amanda Jones who he wants to be with, but it is, it's his best friend Watts. Great film. And then my number six is First Wives Club. And just basically any scene where they're trying to take down their husbands and that dance scene at the end where they sing, You Don't Own Me. Nice. Right? Take All right. Away. Uh, my honorable mentions are Up in Smoke, BVS. No, 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 Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. I, I agree with Ryan on this one. I think BVS is it would have been on my list too, to be honest. Oh my god, what, you guys have broken my heart. Go ahead. It, it's the point of a guilty pleasure. Oh, I know it's, it's a shitty movie. Oh, it's guilty. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, 
Where was I? Batman Forever, the Star Wars prequels, <gasps> Kung Pao. Cool. All right, go ahead. Um, Austin Powers trilogy. Yeah, I kind of cheated there. And the new guy. Now number ten, Suicide Squad. Oh, what the oh, crap! Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> Remember when you said you're not a temp? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you're finding out why. I was just no, honestly, me and Casey were literally yeah. just sitting watching it before getting ready for this list, and the very beginning is solid. The introduction of the characters is solid. Um, the first hour of the movie is actually pretty solid. It's the second hour that makes you want to turn it off. Um, it, um it, it, it's your guilty pleasure, bro. Yeah. Like do, you, do you do you mine are just as bad? So I'm I'm good. Let's <laughs> go go ahead. And for the scene, I would, like I said, I would if I had to pick up anything, I would say when they're testing Deadshot's accuracy, that's just so well done and funny. Okay. Um, number nine, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I've that... loved that since I was a kid. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite scene there? I have to say when he's go- it's the montage of him checking out all the rings and how he goes about them. I have <laughs> like this, he gets punched in the head. Like I don't have Ace on my list. I do enjoy Ace, but um I don't know why, but that scene when he's in the the, the tank Yes just stands yeah. out to me. <laughs> we guys can't do it, Captain. That's not Snowflake. Oh that one. Um, number eight, the mask, another Jim Carrey. Another great Jim Carrey um, film, yeah. I see that is that's borderline good. I think maybe yeah, I'm going that's... crazy, but I think that's borderline good. Um, like I uh, favorite scene in this one, I had to say when he's in the club, he turns into the wolf yeah, face, and that, the first time he's in the club. That's mine. That's mine too. Love that. And I know, David, you were waiting for me to say this one. Ready to rumble? I actually didn't know you were actually going to put that garbage in there. <laughs> <laughs> As a wrestling fan, I gotta put it on here. I think um, I think we should have more pride as wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very bad reputation as it is, right? True. Um, although, shout out to Vice for that documentary they did on the Benoit thing. Yes. I forgot to mention that earlier. Excellent stuff. Um, and number six, Grandma's Boy. So, I Jenny and I were actually talking about that movie a few days ago. Um, a lot of people told me to see it. This is like 10 years ago, and I saw it, and yeah, typical Dave reaction to that stuff. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. <laughs> woof. Uh, what's your favorite scene in that? Uh, favorite scene is the party. Okay. Leo, Just Leo, take it away. All right, so much like David, when I started making this list, it was pretty much like the, the, the movies that I'm embarrassed to, 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 to actually to like. Um, so I immediately took out all um, the other thing I realized was movies that are popular also wouldn't count as a guilty a guilty pleasure because if I say I like Ace Ventura most people like Ace Ventura so I'm like oh I'm not that embarrassed anymore gotcha um, so I took out all rom-coms although as, as a man most rom-coms should be guilty pleasures <laughs> <laughs> um, you said I, it not me brother <laughs> I, also, I also quickly realized that like it's it's become a little bit more accepted for guys to like romantic comedies so mm. i'm not that embarrassed anymore so, you know what that reminds uh, leo you know what that reminds me of when we were in high school well, not even high school when we were in grammar school i mean i'm speaking for myself here but i fuck with NSYNC and i fuck with the backstreet boys Staying here, brother. You yeah. weren't saying that in seventh and eighth grade. I'll say that. 
Bro, that is exactly, you, you read my mind. So I think what I used to be more um, embarrassed by isn't really the case anymore. Yeah. I also took out anything that was a movie that I watched as a child. Because I'm like, these movies are made for kids. Like, it's it's not really, I can't hold it accountable for it not being good because it wasn't really for a smarter generation. So with that being said, David, are you ready to woof? Let's, I got my woof machine ready. <laughs> Let's go. My honorable mentions are, um, oh, and I also looked up all these movies on Rotten Tomatoes to make sure that majority of people think they're trashed. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Look Who's Talking, the Ugh. entire franchise. What? Armageddon. Oh, I, 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 I hate Armageddon. I love the song from Armageddon. I sincerely hate Armageddon. Yeah. Um, Alien versus Predator. Ugh. Con Air. I kind of did Con Air. I can't. Yeah, no. So, so, okay, cool. Okay, I'll, I'll, at least I'm not alone. Yeah. And actually, one of the few movies that has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Staying Alive. You like Staying Alive? I, I do. I saw I it for Jenny. And I do like the music. But Tony Monero, baby. Tony Monero. <laughs> As like a stripper. He's not a stripper. He's a dancer. <laughs> He's a talented dancer. He's Very talented to... dancer. On the steroids. Very much on the juice and staying alive. I think told me that uh, Stallone was the one that directed that one, too. Yes, so he's the one that trained him, Jenny said. So he wrote the script for Staying Alive, I believe, and then he directed it, and then he also worked out with him. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. You can tell because he's shredded in the that. The injections in the ass were on point during Staying Alive. He was ripped to shreds. Oh, man. But yeah, if you thought those were trash, my number 10... The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, damn, I'm so happy yeah. other people like this. I like I mean, I don't love it, but I, I... That's the only one I've seen out of the entire franchise. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, watch Ryan. the first one. It's really good. No, don't watch anything else. Watch the first one. <laughs> no, and then the watch, one. no, in all honesty, all jokes aside, watch the ones with The Rock. The, I right. think The Rock really adds a lot to that franchise. Can you watch Hobbs and Shaw without watching any of the Fast and the Furious? No... Yeah. Right. It's no, it's a I mean, slippery slope because they developed their yeah they developed their relationship in the Fast and the Furious franchise, but Got you'll it. find out that ha- that Shaw is a villain, so people don't like that, that he's like a hero now. But that, <laughs> you you go on that road, man. You go on that road. Yeah, uh, I didn't really do favorite scenes on, on on my list, but as far as Tokyo Drift, um. It was anything that had to do with like the culture over there. Yeah, like it looked really, it looked so bombastic and huge and just like loud. I'm like, wow, Tokyo looks pretty fun. Um, my number nine, Starship Troopers. Oh, that's a that's on a lot of people's list that I want to do my research on this. I've never seen Starship Troopers actually. So, so. It's, I I caught it one day on TV and it was like, oh, it looks sci-fi. Let me watch it. And I'm a huge sci-fi geek, so I'm like, sure, I should like this. Uh, Casper Van Dien plays a character named Juan Rico. Denise Richards plays a character named Carmen Ibanez. <laughs> Bina Meyer plays a character named Isabella Flores. It's a bunch of white people playing Spanish people in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very, it's like a military type thing too. It reminds me of like Edge of Tomorrow kind of aliens. Um, and um, my favorite scene from that would be when Neil Patrick Harris comes in, spoiler alert, uh, and he's a can read minds. Oh, I thought you were gonna. If you would have said he came in as a doctor, you would have really, really oh, gotten no, me. No, 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 Hauser. But my number, uh, my number eight is another movie that I really geeked out on, and I is sci-fi as well. 
uh, 2012's John Carter. Oh, that's the first old. Virginia liked this, though, because I, I liked it so much, I really wanted the sequels to come out because I wanted to know how the story continues. And um, and I actually ended up like, looking into the books just because I really wanted to know how the story <laughs> continues. You're, and Leo, I think this the reason why you never got any more is because I think you were the only person that saw it. It's true. The movie was not received well at all, but it had a lot of the people from the Wolverine movie. Like, Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let's just say, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely so it's like place. a pseudo X-Men spinoff in your eyes. Yes, dude, exactly. It had Silver Fox and Gambit. It made me feel like it was part of the X-Men universe. Uh, my number seven is a horror franchise. And my number six actually is too. But number seven, Freddy versus Jason. So I wanted, I stayed away from horror because I thought those, I thought those would be the easiest ones. But that's a good choice because I, I have not, I think it's, as such a big horror fan, I think, a movie has not aged more poorly that I liked when it first came out than Freddy vs. Jason. So that's Terrible. A, that's a really good, really good choice. Yeah, with Freddy vs. Jason, I'm not a big horror fan. And I know David, Jenny, you guys are way more into the into the whole genre than I am. But I remember when Freddy vs. Jason was announced, I geeked out so much that because um, I was a huge Freddy Krueger fan. I had never seen any of the Jason movies. I binge-watched the franchise quickly found out there were way too many jason movies they're also uh, awfully good man uh, so yeah to be I, i'm more of a freddy fan i just love his uh his quick wit the jokes the humor more um but freddy versus jason is on my list and my number six is saw after saw two so saw three and on <laughs> so oh so you th- oh so you threw that whole franchise in there so Saw One and Saw I think I think Saw One is legitimately a good movie yes, and I most agree. people remember it like it was smart, really cool twist. Saw two was even a little more accepted. When it got to three and above, everyone's like, There's oh, no reason yeah. these plots are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I remember um, watching Saw Three and it was close to two hours and I was like, Why is this movie two hours? <laughs> There's no reason for this movie to be two hours. I, I'm with you. The first one I think the first one is very, very good, and it has one of the best hard twists ever. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but yeah, unfortunately, the rest of the franchise didn't age too well. But <laughs> uh, but if it's ever on, I will make a point of watching it. Uh, yeah, I still I still uh, total fan of Jigsaw and his whole twisted and ridiculous plotline. Oh, awesome! Alrighty, guys, it's time for you guys to wolf me. <laughs> so I have a few honorable mentions. One of them is from last year that I think, if we ever do this list again, will probably be on my list, and that's The Fanatic. Oh, I really thought it was going to be like a top fiver on your oh, list. Oh, I, I think it's it's still too new, but that movie is magnificent, magnificently awfully good. It's fantastic. Um, I also have Masters of the Universe, the Dolph Lundgren, the Dolph Lundgren movie, as an honorable mention. Um, I also have Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. <laughs> Damn. Yo, it's it I know, I know. I got I got eyes when I talked about that movie. And then Superman 3 and Superman 4. Wait, Superman Nuclear Man? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> Guys, destroy Superman. That is fantastic. <laughs> like Gene I just Gene Hackman's great as as Nuclear Man. And this is like um a legit great, 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 great comic book movie scene is when Superman fights Clark Kent. I think that's fucking awesome. 
No? I guess I'm the only one there? You okay. gotta re see the movies. Or, you, oh, you've never seen three and four, Rye? No, I gotta re see them. Oh, I okay, okay, them. okay. Alrighty, here the we 90s, go. Probably. My number 10 is Last Action Hero. Oh, wow. For okay. anyone that doesn't know Last Action Hero, that is a movie uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he is an action star named Jack Slater, I believe. And then there's a boy who goes to the movies to see it, and they, they give him a magical ticket, not a golden ticket, a magical ticket, and he goes into the movie. And he basically becomes a part of the action movie. It, it's cheesy, it's campy, it's super, super fun. I have a really good time with it. But I will say the scene that I love the most is that in that alternative universe within the movie, Sylvester Stallone is the lead in all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. So when they go to the they go to the video store, I think they go to Blockbuster and they have a Terminator 2 stand-up like those old stand-ups that they used to have in video stores and Sylvester Stallone is playing Arnold's role in the Terminator. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good scene. I really enjoy that. My number 9 is what I consider, it's not my favorite, but what I consider the greatest worst movie ever made, The Room. The room, yeah. Have you guys seen that movie? God, no. no. I, I think you guys should see that movie. Especially you, Leo, since you went through The Fanatic. I think you would appreciate me more as a friend if you saw I The see, Room. So I've watched, I've watched the, um, I've watched the um, oh my gosh, the Honest Trailers of The Room. And I think I lived enough through that. <laughs> I don't want to put myself no, through. Oh, you haven't because it'll make you want to play football with your friends. You just want to throw you're going to want to throw that football around just as when this quarantine is over after watching the room, you're going to want to go throw the football around with friends and you're going to want to anytime um I see this movie, the best scenes for me are when they throw the football around, which is hilarious. When Tommy Wiseau has sex in the movie, why do I say that? Because it's played, by the way, this movie was made in the 2000s, and it's played with early 90s, like R&B, and he's literally, like, having sex with a belly button, because he is way up high, and she is way down low, Um, and then you're tearing me apart, Lisa, that's another great part of the movie, and when he picks up the flowers towards the end of the movie, that is another highlight scene, because it happens in about five seconds and you can tell they're just running through the dialogue it is so great so, Wait, so how many how many times have you watched this movie? the room oh like five or six times the room is great the room is such awfully garbage that you can watch and enjoy forever uh my number eight is independence day Ooh. so i think independence day is not a good movie I think it's way too long. Just want to put that out there, but it's such a guilty pleasure for me. Especially Will Smith in that movie is so over the top that it's hilarious to watch. Just like when when he punches the alien, he's like, "Welcome to Earth." Who wrote that shit? Come on, who wrote garbage like that? But outside of that movie comes the greatest presidential speech in movie history, and. And that is today we celebrate our Independence Day. That speech is phenomenal. And that's my number eight. My number seven is Little Giants. And I did go with this kid's movie, Leo. I know you, I know that was a criteria you said. for me, though. 
Yeah, so I went with Little Giants. I think Little Giants is such a fun, entertaining watch. And because of Little Giants, we have our MVP award for our Reel of Backs. It's named after Becky O'Shea. So Little Giants is great. My favorite scene in that movie is when the NFL players come to uh, wherever the, where the Little Giants are training. And they, John Madden and the smart kid start going over the annexation of Puerto Rico. Hilarious stuff. My number six, and here comes a big wolf from you guys, I expect. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, come on. Super Mario Brothers is not the movie we deserved, but it's the movie we got. Watched it more than once? Oh, I've seen that movie plenty of time. I wore out the VHS on Super Mario Brothers when I was a kid. You, what the, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Listen. It's nothing like the video game. And Luigi is Puerto Rican in this movie, not Italian. But it's still very entertaining for how bad it is. I I just watch it and look at all the bad stuff. I mean, I, it's it's the definition of a cult classic. Um if I do have to say a scene that I like in that movie, it's right after they Mario and Luigi put on the red and blue uh red and green suit for the first time. And they're in the elevator dancing with the Goombas to move them around so they could escape the elevator. I like that scene. So that is my 10 through 6. Jenny, take it away. So my number 5 is Clue. Oh, Clue's so good. Um, I give so Jenny credit on that. Clue's honestly, so good. not everyone will think that this is a great movie. But like it, over the years, it's gotten a cult following. Um, it's just really, really good. I don't think it needs to be remade because I know that I think the last rumor was, right, Ryan Reynolds wanted to remake it. Yep. You have such a great cast. You have Tim Curry, Madeline Stowe, um, Michael McKean. Um, my God, who else is in it? Eileen Brennan. Like, it's just so good. Martin Mull. Such a great cast playing every character from the board game. Um, my favorite scene is when Madeline Stowe is talking about her husband and then she's just like, the flames, the flames. It was so hot. <laughs> um... Really good. Number four is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You think that's a cult classic? That's I a mean, cult. Like, no, that it is has a cult, a cult classic. Following. But you think that's a guilty pleasure? I think so because by definition, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, not everyone is going to think that that's a good movie if you think about it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It definitely has a cult following. And it really, oh, no, it definitely has the, a cult following. The people that watch it or that have developed this love for it and everything. And, I mean, just think about, like, they used to play it at midnight. They still do in theaters. And, obviously, it developed as, like, tradition. And, and people fell the in longest... love with it. But, like, you bring someone who, I don't know, we've brought people to watch it with us. And they haven't felt the same way with it. And I oh. watched this as a kid. I just had never seen it in person until you took me. But, um... It's not everyone. So that that I definitely think is so a I can, yeah, I guess guilty you're right. pleasure. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because it's, I wouldn't even say it's one of my favorite movies, but I love this movie so yeah, much. Because I think 75% of the movie is really good. It's The, the ending latter, is a little rough. The latter ending. Like, it's funny because Jenny and I do the Rocky Horror Picture Show when we go to Monster Mania Con. And over the last maybe year, maybe year, year and a half, we've gotten used to watching for half of the movie <laughs> like up to a certain point and then, and then we we're leave, like all right like, this is about to slow down but i think we really have only like 15 20 minutes before and then we like leave right before that yeah but but it slows i still highly recommend that you guys go check it out with a live audience because that is 
a sight to see. Yeah, it's a different experience. And then my number three is nine to five. And so by definition, again, it's not a... I don't think people would define this as a great movie either. It's an Oscar. It's an Oscar nominee. Uh, is the movie an Oscar nominee or the song? The I song, could... I believe, is the Oscar oh, the, nominee. No, I know what the song is. But uh, great movie, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Dolly Parton. Um, just... It's such a good movie. My favorite scene is every time they're trying to get back, um, they just start scheming. They're kind of, they end up getting fed up with their boss. He's like this male chauvinist pig. And like, they just decide to go to happy, like leave work early and go to like happy hour. And then they end up going back to their house and they end up smoking. And then they start fantasizing how they would get back at him. And so um, the next morning they really start to think like, how do we get back at him? How do we institute like, better work policies and just seeing that all happen um is great and then my number two is mannequin you can't tell me i was like you cannot tell me that that is not a and for anyone that has seen mannequin or mannequin 2 on the move which i guess i do kind of like but it's not the same as mannequin because mannequin holds a special place in my heart not everyone would say mannequin is a great movie (laughs) you're not wrong it is yes i guess i would say it's one of my favorites Andrew McCarthy, um, Kim Cattrall, great film. James Spader's in it. It has a, another one that has a really Estelle Getty. Robert California's in that. Robert California's in that. He plays the the villain. Let's say, um, really good cast. And then it's just it's just a good movie. By and the then, way, yeah, twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty five percent audience score for so, Mannequin. Yeah, for Mannequin. Oh yeah, see, it's so good. And so like. Um, my favorite scene is when she finally like he's trying to get her to come to life and then she finally comes to life for like their first date, let's say. And then um, really the one that seals everything is the ending with the song uh, that was actually our wedding song because it's such a great ending and such a good. Um, so it's Starship. Nothing's going to stop. I think it's Star- yeah, Starship. Starship. Nothing's going to stop us now, um, which I believe was actually nominated for an Oscar. Yes, it was. So it can't be that bad. All right, right. Go ahead. All right, my number five is Mallrats. That's not a guilty them. pleasure. You don't think so? I mean, I a lot know. of people didn't Mallrats, like it. I think that's. I don't know. I think Mallrats is actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm blinded by Kev, <laughs> but like, I, I think that's a. I actually think it's a good movie. But go ahead. Go ahead. Let me All know. right. Um, What's your favorite scene? I, I can't say the entire movie. Shit. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say what I would hope you said. Chocolate cover pretzel. No. Oh, my favorite scene is the scene with uh, him and Stan. Oh, of course. I mean, the only, only because chocolate cover pretzel is so funny and it's resonated with me in so many different even circles of friends. I don't even want to ask how. <laughs> just the <laughs> joke itself. Like we would just go to each other. You want chocolate cover pretzel? <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere, um, right? <laughs> number four, Batman sixty six. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It, it, but some days you just can't get rid of a bomb, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and some days you just like a bomb. And some, uh, and some days you just can't get a shark off your leg. <laughs> Unless you have repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, uh, Space Jam. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, absolutely love the movie. I can't even really that one. I can't think of a particular scene that I, I guess the basketball game itself. I remember watching uh, that movie, and even at ten years old, I knew Michael Jordan's career and life pretty well because I'm like 
obsessed. He's my favorite athlete of all time, right? So I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, those aren't his kids. And I don't think he's <laughs> living in such a small house. But yeah, I do love Space Jam. Go ahead. And number two, Batman and Robin. Yes. And I would say the final fight for my favorite scene. Favorite scene? All right, Leo, go ahead. Uh, my number five, Sucker Punch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. It started off strictly, and, I, and my apologies, Jenny, but it strictly started because the girls are all hot. <laughs> and, um, it's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I apologize. But then, uh, but it really quickly then turned like, oh, wait, this actually has an interesting plot. And again, I know most people don't like it. I know most people think it's terrible, but I still really enjoy it. Uh, my number four is a little bit of a cheat, too. It's the whole Resident Evil franchise. Oh, yeah. Those old movies suck. Oh, yeah, Leo. That's a, that's a good one. They all here's fucking a, stink. Here, here's a really good um, telltale part when, you, when you're looking up to see if a movie a, 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 is a guilty pleasure. I... Put it on my list, and I'm like, oh, but I'm sure everyone liked it. And then I went on Rotten Tomatoes and realized in the entire franchise has not scored higher than a 30. So, Leo, you know what's the irony about the Resident Evil? Why I hate it is because it has nothing to do with the game, which is ironic that that's the reason you hate comic book movies, but you still like this franchise that has oh, nothing to do with the games. I'm not a gamer, so I no, didn't no, yeah, know it, that. It's just funny. Like I remember watching and I expected I, the first one. I mean, I don't think any of them are good, but um, when we got to the second one, they were hyping up a big character, and I'm like, oh, well, this this sucks. This doesn't work at all. No, so, Dave, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because after like I like the movie so much, I'm like, oh, the video game is going to be just like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I started looking it up and I'm like, oh, wait, video game fans must be pissed. Yeah, this the video game is actually good. <laughs> um, my number three is a movie I've mentioned on the podcast before. I know most people don't enjoy it. I still do. It's Step Up to the Street. Excuse me, did you just say step up? To, to the streets. To the streets. Like step like step up to electric boogaloo? <laughs> <laughs> That's when the dancing became battle dancing. And uh and yeah, something yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Look, I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just it is what it is. Leo, I have a question for you. So do you think because uh everyone's favorite director, Zack Snyder, directed Sucker Punch, why you prefer Sucker Punch? because it's near the top of your guilty pleasure. What's a better movie, Sucker Punch or Batman v Superman? Better movie? Better movie. Uh, I will say I think it's Sucker Punch. <laughs> there's, there's actually better character development and cause in there. It, and because it's an hour and like 10 minutes shorter? Fair. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, yeah this, is, this is... Look, fans, I'm sorry for these lists. These are really terrible movies. Good times. This is a good time. We all need this, yeah. this crappiness <laughs> in our lives right now. People are going to go home and watch Grandma's Boy now. <laughs> was that your <laughs> Leo, that was your number two? That was number three. My number two, it gets worse than that. My number two is uh, Never Back Down. Now, I don't know if anyone Oh, here's... my God, Leo. I love you. I love you. I love you. Because the other day, Jenny and I were going through these through movies. He on... hasn't said that to me in like three weeks of quarantine. Well, I told no. I tell her I love you before I go to bed every day. So she's a liar. I don't like liars. So oh. um, we're going through the streaming through. The, through uh, I think it was Showtime on and, I, and Never Back Down came up. And I'm like, oh, I was like 16 and I actually like this movie. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But I actually thought it was actually pretty entertaining. 
I'm yes! glad. I'm so glad that someone else likes it on this planet, but me. Oh my god, dude! I'm so glad someone else exists that's seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 2008 movie. Um, it's it's about this kid that he's like, uh, he's like, it's like, uh, it's like Karate Kid. He moves into a town. The rich kids are picking on him. Um, he learns how to fight. No, 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 no. It's way better than Karate Kid. It's not like Karate Kid because Daniel Larusso is the villain. So let's not <laughs> let's let's not compare it to the Karate Kid. But no, you know what it is? You know what I compare it to, guys? Especially in this era. It's if Riverdale did an episode about MMA. That is never back down. That's a really good, yeah. It's got Amber Heard, Evan Peters before he became Quicksilver, uh, Damon uh, Hansu's in it. Like, it, the cast is not that bad. My favorite scene in this, though, and it, for some reason it always makes me want to work out, is a training montage with <laughs> Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I, 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 do you think Jenny would like this movie? I I think she will appreciate it though. I think it's not that it's not that bad actually. But again, it's it is that bad. That's the point of this yeah, list. It's it is terrible. It, it's terrible. It's so bad. I it that's one of those movies when so I saw it with first time I was like fifteen or sixteen, and then like like ten years later I was on RT and I was just browsing. I'm like, oh, never back down. I wonder what the score is. Ugh, it's not good. It's not good. Again, yeah. yeah. This 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 whole list has been Rotten Tomato disapproved for um, sure. Yeah. That's my number two then. Alrighty. So moving on to my number five. My number five is over the top. Oh, dude, that was so close to being on my list. I remember watching this kid this movie on TNT as a kid. And I fell in love with it. Because you know why? You know what drew me to it? There were wrestlers in it. So, Ryan, have you ever seen Over the Top? Uh, can't say that I have. So Terry Funk is in it. He's like a bodyguard. Oh, really? And that's what drew me. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He's a wrestler. And then I ended up seeing Sylvester Stallone show us that when you're angry and you're ready to go, just turn your hat backwards and it's Hell all good. Yeah, you turn your <laughs> and it's all good. And when you're feeling down and you don't know if you're going to make it, all you got to do is just go over the top and you're good to go. Yeah, over the top is fantastic. It's, yeah, I think I think I'll go because Rocky Four is... I think I'm surprised Rocky Four. Well, we'll get to that. But like, I think Rocky Four is a a really bad movie, but and definitely a guilty pleasure. But I think out of his really bad '80s movie, I think I think Over the Top is probably my favorite out of his really bad. 80s. It's the most ridiculous. It really is. Oh, it is. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like he runs his truck through a mansion and he doesn't get arrested. Nah, that's that doesn't work for me. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. My number four is The Mighty Ducks. Another kid's movie. Uh, yeah, that movie is not, not good at all. You know what's funny about the Mighty Ducks? That the lowest rated is the third one, and the third one is the most serious of the three. Yeah. Because the third one, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the third one. It's very, like, they're in high school. They're dealing with, like, all these high school dilemmas and stuff like that. It's not your cliche kid's movie anymore, and it is. But they fight the Russians in part three? No, they fight the Russians in part two. Part two, No, okay. they don't fight the Russians. They fight Iceland. Iceland, I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Iceland is the villains in part two. Uh, but I actually genuinely like the entire trilogy. I'm actually excited for the Disney Plus show that's coming. But my favorite scene in The Mighty Ducks is the final triple deke from Charlie. That's that's awesome. Even though Charlie should not have taken that penalty shot, but it is what it is. Gordon Bombay was having relations with Charlie's mom, so he had to make her happy. Number three is 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
Respectable. Um, yeah, it's. I actually that's this is another movie that when I started knowing what RT is and looking at reviews of it, I didn't know it was very disliked. I mean, I figured everyone loves Talking Turtles, but for me, I think that movie is pretty dark. Right? I don't know if you. Yeah. Like, yeah. they literally put Ralph. Ralph is in a coma just for like five days and shit. So, um, and I think the movie's pretty dope. The songs from the movie, the score is actually really good. My favorite scene in that movie is when April, April's building's burning down after Ralph gets his ass kicked by the Foot Clan. So that's my favorite scene. My number two is Space Jam. Nice. And I mentioned before when I first saw that movie, I was like, that's not Michael Jordan's life. (laughs) Um, Best parts about this movie is Bill Murray. And yes. my favorite scene in the movie is actually, it does take place during the game, but when he's jumping from the half court line and he stretches out, I think that's the most <laughs> fucking ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> and that is my favorite scene. And then I will kick off my the number one because my number one is probably the most obvious. Uh, that is Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman nice. and Robin is cinematic gold. Batman and Robin <laughs> is the answer to everyone that wanted a modern day Batman 66 because Batman I argued with people many many times especially those that love Batman 66 as a matter of fact the perfect example is uh, I was at a line at a con and there was someone in front of me talking about Batman and Robin and how it sucks and then they started talking about Batman 66 and you guys know me I always have an opinion I happen. You never. <laughs> God, I don't believe you. Please. I, no. I um. I happened. I asked him. I don't even think Jenny was. I don't think I was dating Jenny at the time. So I was like, so let me ask you something. You think Batman sixty six is great, but why? And he's like, oh, because it's so campy and it's so over the top and ridiculous. And I'm like, what about Batman and Robin is not campy? And what about Batman and Robin is not over the top and ridiculous? Immediately stayed shut. And I'm like, you can like, you can like one more than the other, but don't say one's garbage when they're both doing the exact same thing. And I personally think Batman and Robin does it better than Batman '66. Why? Because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh my favorite. No. My I have three favorite things about Batman and Robin: Arnold Schwarzenegger's puns. I don't have a favorite one. I guess we're gonna. If I have to pick one randomly, I'm just gonna say the Ice Age. What killed the What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. And, Mine's always uh, ice to, ice see, to you. see you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you you're not taking me. You're not taking me to the cooler. Yeah. Uh, and then it's not a pun. I guess it's a pun when him and Poison Ivy are talking about uh, taking over the world, and he's like, "The only thing left is going to be Adam and Evil." Such great, great shit. And by oh, the yeah. way, the opposite of this, Poison Ivy is garbage. She is absolute garbage in this movie. Thank God we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think it would be on my list if it wasn't for Arnold. Um, on top of that, George Clooney's head bob is another top-notch thing in Batman <laughs> Robin. It not it never moves. It's like a, I mean, it never stops moving. It's a goddamn bobblehead. <laughs> and I do love the use of the Bat credit card. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I do I do enjoy that because where How where was he keep bat nipples? See, I'm not going to mention bat nipples because everyone talks about bat nipples. I think you know it's well known, and I don't I don't particularly care for that anyway. Um, 
and I and also more very 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 ridiculous is that Batmobile because Batman would never have a Batmobile with a disco ball in it. <laughs> but as you can hear by maybe my, Robin put it there, maybe him and his stupid ass bike. Um, but oh oh oh, and one last thing, one last thing before we move on. Barbara, Alicia Silverstone, she's not British. How is she related to Alfred? And I and I and I leave you guys with that. Leo, take it away. Oh man, I I, I knew so I knew that movie was going to be on your list. I'm still like uh, I'm still. Uh, you uh, still think it's bad? It's so good. Oh well, look, like if you if I was the kid that you shut down that all those years ago, my my retort to your question is quite simple. Yes. 1966 was supposed to be campy. Tim Burton changed all that. And then it got stripped away from him. So if you would have came at me with that, I would have countered with, yes, you are right. Tim Burton created a dark universe, but Warner Brothers, and especially for Batman and Robin, Warner Brothers wanted it to be more campy and wanted it to be more for kids so they can sell toys. If that's not the definition of making a movie campy and for kids, no, I don't know what it is. Oh, you're definitely right. They did it perfectly, and I agree with you. I think they even did it better than the movie 66 did. No, I mean, but, they also did it purposely, not perfectly. I think they did it perfectly, but it was also on purpose. The movie with right. God, it was was never supposed to be a serious oh, movie. It wasn't. It was, and, and, and you're right. It was It was filmed for what it was supposed to be, but I, as, as, as a fan, when I went into it, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be campy. I went into expecting it to be a continuation of the Tim Burton Batman Returns universe. You know what's crazy? That it's funny that you mentioned the Burton verse. You know what we can blame for Batman and Robin? As much as I love it, Batman Returns. If Batman yeah. Returns was not as dark as it was, and it kept the same par as '89, I think we would have been able to get four Tim Burton movies. You're absolutely right because they they went too crazy, too they went crazy, too dark. like Green Blood, and then cats eating Michelle Pfeiffer's fingers, like. I, I love Batman Returns, don't get me wrong, but I think that movie has a lot of flaws. I agree. Definitely. Well, we, have, we could definitely go into the flaws on a, on, a, on, on another episode, but go ahead, Leo. Take us home. Uh, no, my number one is a movie that, now that I know more about the character, I understand how terrible this movie really was. Ooh. And I know the actor is capable of so much amazing work, but this movie definitely is not one of his oh, better work. I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Go ahead. Um... My number one is a movie that I have to put on. It's a comic book movie, so I definitely stay. Oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. It's Constantine. No, it's not what I thought it was. I thought you were going to say Wolverine. No, 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 no. I, I, I do love Wolverine. Well, I, I like that movie more than Logan. Um, Did you just uh, say you like X-Men Origins? Wolverine? You like that movie more than Logan? I did. I actually did. Are you okay? No, no. Look, that that I will I will completely agree that that that's a ridiculous. Yeah, I will I'll rewatch X Men Origins Wolverine more than I'll rewatch Logan. <sighs> but that's not even that. But Constantine is actually my number one. Ironic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Constantine for some reason. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Keanu Reeves is nothing like what the character is supposed to be <laughs> whatsoever. There's uh there's demons there's there's possession the Shia LaBeouf which is weird Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is in Corn in Constantine yeah he's the young That's sidekick right. he's oh he my plays, god I don't, I don't remember he that. plays a young sidekick named Chaz or Chad um 
Yeah, so th- this was back when Shia was just a sidekick character. He was not a leading man um, around, around his Even Stevens days. Love Even Stevens. But yeah, no, Constantine, I, I know for a fact that every movie I said on this list, I have to always make sure to preface, I know it's bad. <laughs> not only is bad, but I will make a point. I will put it on whenever it's available because I still enjoy it. Great choice. All right, Ryan, go for it. My number one is Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Of course it is. How can I forget? Oh, that should have been on my list too. Oh, that's a good one. I'm. I feel so awful for that. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> you should. Oh, you should. I suck. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's my favorite comedy of all time, as we discussed in, like a couple weeks ago. Yep. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. If I'm ever down, if I'm ever depressed, I put that on, and I'm feeling better. I can watch it over and over. I know every word that is in that script. <laughs> it, it, like my friends can't watch it with me anymore. Like they enjoy the film, but they're like, "No, we can't watch it anymore because you can't help yourself to say some of the words <laughs> at times." <laughs> like I can't help it. Sorry. That's a like, well, not... and I think you've said this before. But what's your favorite scene? I have it's a tie. It's a three way tie. Honestly, it's uh, the Jay's rap. Yes. It's. Um, Who's stupid now, you dirty sheep fucker? <laughs> <laughs> and boo boo kitty fuck. Oh, I love boo boo kitty fuck. Um, I'm with you on the rap. I love the rap. Yeah, I can. Yeah, the rap. Like I said, and I love I the sp- and I love the spoof of the fugitive when they're yes. when they're at the top of uh of the that. Wait, I have a I have a question for you guys because I I I I, mean, I love the I love those movies too. But in my mind, they're more culturally accepted, which is why I left them off my list. But now I'm wondering, do you think the three of us are like we like them more because we're Jersey kids and the movies are like they're pretty heavily influenced by New Jersey? So like, do you think outside of the of the New Jersey world, people don't like them yes, this much? Yes, yes, I yeah. actually think so, because um, I've spoken to people that are in the quote snob department like i am and they do not like it at all <laughs> they don't like they don't like him at all let alone that like they like clerks and they like you know chasing amy stuff like that but oh no 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 no! strike back is definitely like you said leo like a jersey thing and not just a yeah, jersey thing nice. a kevin smith fan thing yes yeah, a nice popcorn movie is yeah. exactly what but it, it is but you nailed it like i could really put it on whenever and just run through it real quick i really do enjoy uh strike back and let's finish off with jen i know what it is and despite <laughs> us getting on her before about her, her choices her number one is a perfect example of a guilty pleasure it is a it's for, an iconic from movie. another from another perspective of someone that's seen it twice because of her that movie is yes but you've always <laughs> seen it and been like super negative about it you didn't just let it Go into to you my defense, so it. has anyone around you. No, that's not true. Because Shout I out do to Adrian. Know, no, okay, Adrian, yes, bestie, but then Lauren likes it too. Lauren likes it. Adrian hates it. My sister likes it too. Your Thank sister you. likes it too. Yeah, my sister likes it too. I, I, I don't. Understand. Friend of the show, Chris Chin likes it. There Ryan, are people what do you think? That like it. I don't even it. know what movie we're talking about, to be honest. So go ahead. So go the for movie it. is Grease 2. Oh, fuck no. You were, listening, <laughs> you were listening to a wrestling podcast the other day where they love Grease 2. And I think they summed it up really well where they said, you know, there hasn't been a time 
um, now that Greece, the original, wasn't always around or always on TV or just everywhere. But then, like, if you discovered Greece too, which is how I did, especially was like it was just on like an one of those HBO. You know how HBO used to have like fifty channels: HBO this, HBO that, HBO whatever. Like I just discovered it randomly one time as a kid. I must I can't say I don't remember the exact age, but I must have been like eight or nine and it was just on tv and i'm like what is this and then it's like greece and i'm like wait a second this isn't greece because believe me sure i watched the original greece or listened to the music a thousand times because let alone it was just a john travolta movie and it was always playing in my house so shout out to my mom alina for that and so I just I was like Greece what is this so then like obviously I saw going in I'm like oh look you have some of the players from the first movie like the principal and and sits uh Sid all Caesar the sea characters and all that <laughs> yeah but they're continuing on and so I'm like what is it and then I see Michelle Pfeiffer I see all these other people and I'm like wow this is interesting and the music the music is just as catchy you cannot tell no. me that you don't if Let's say you never even watched the movie. Just listen to the movie soundtrack and you'll be blown away. Like, it's just as catchy as the original songs. And obviously, if you watch the movie, you'll kind of like just fall in love with it. And then you'll be listening to. So my favorite scene from it is Cool Rider, where Michelle Pfeiffer is talking about the kind of guy that she wants because she doesn't really want to be. So she's a pink lady. She's the head of the pink ladies. And then as a pink lady, you have to date a T-bird. And she really is not about that life. And so she just doesn't want to have to be stuck to like a guy. She doesn't want to be told what she has to do. It's their senior year. And she's just like, F this. I'm over it. And so she's dreaming about this guy that she wants. And then Maxwell Caulfield, who was actually also in Empire Records as Rex Manning, um, comes in. He's a cousin he's sandy's cousin this is how they bring him in and basically like he falls in up in love with michelle pfeiffer's character stephanie zanoni and he sort of changes he makes over himself to be the guy that she wants and then at one point in the movie like he doesn't he doesn't tell her who she who he is and she like falls for him briefly and then he you know after and then there's it's just great it's great it's a great film. Everyone watch it. And then I loved it when we went to the Alamo Draft House and we got to see it on the big screen. And then the director was there and one of the cast members who actually was the director's daughter was there. And I got my VHS signed. And I don't know. It's just it's so it's catchy. It's not for everyone, I guess. But like if you give it a shot, it's not a bad time, guys. So shout out to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. That's where we heard the Grease take. So we are out there. Okay. So. Right. As a wrestling fan, I have a because this this uh the hot take came from a wrestling podcast. I have a wrestling comparison. Raya, you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. So Grease Two is like the NWO without Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. What the hell? No, no, yeah, no. Pretty, it is pretty the, much. It is when they went to the Wolf Pack and the NWO no, black the and white was even better. Yeah, and then the NWO black and white is like Virgil. It's like no, Virgil. No, no. Grease two is no. the Virgil of sequels. Grease two is the BWO or the LWO. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who Virgil is on this podcast. Pe- people know who Virgil are. No, not who's listening. So anyway, Grease two is, is amazing, a national treasure. guys, and I will forever say it. I will never change or turn So, Jen, my back. I think if you have the time this week, you should throw our number ones. I'd say let next Friday throw our number ones up there and see 
which one people like the most. Fine. I was gonna say throw up every, <laughs> do the list and then see who's as guiltiest. I'm a I'm a little hesitant because I feel like I'm gonna lose in this poll, but whatever. I think Ra- cool. I think Ryan's gonna win on this poll. To be honest with you. All right, I'll Actually throw him win up. at something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that wraps everything up for this week's Real Chronicles. Next week we are looking at we may be looking at an anniversary of a favorite film of mine. And after that, we have some nice brand new top tens are coming your way. But until then, stay safe and see you not see you at the movies. Watch watch movies at home, kids. <laughs>